What's up, everybody? Ashe Sanchez here with Oldenburg, Smarty Sanchez. Ashe and Smarty Sanchez. I fucked up with it. So what happened was... Mid-season form. Yeah. That's what's happening. What happened was I forgot to press my mic, to be honest. So I was talking to it and into mic. But Ashe is here with you guys. For everything that you need, BDL-wise. Hope you guys are having an amazing day. Amazing... Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, if you're listening to us on a Sunday. Um, if you're listening to us on a Friday, if you have a safety weekend, if it's Saturday for you, hope your weekend's been going chill. If it's Sunday, um, get the fuck up. The next day you got work, so come on. Let's get, let's get it going. Um, and every other day, hope you guys are having an amazing day. As we get into our week... Samari Sanchez, you weren't here last week, man. How was your week last week? But you, but you, how tell people you had to work a little extra. Yeah, it's been stressful at work. We just about to hit overtime and shit, so that shit. And then finals, so I've been stressed out with schools and stuff like that. But it's okay. We we about to be done. Summer's like a week and a half, two weeks away. So it's that time. What was the question? How was your week, bro? Oh man. <laughs> Shit, dog. I pulled up on Owen yesterday. He did. Did he really? Bro, this motherfucker was so <laughs> bro. I'm telling you, bro, being being in this generation and being twenty three is not my parents, bro. Let me tell you that, bro. Cause look, twenty three then even wicked was like, Hey bro, you straight. Twenty three now is like, bro. Why? What the fuck is going on right Why now? Why is gas so I was driving home, so like I was literally at the <laughs> corner of my house. And so like I pulled in and I kinda pulled in weird. Like I I came from the side of the street and I kinda pulled forward and then backed in, like reversed down the street, mm-hmm. next to the side of the house. And all of a sudden like I'm getting out of the car, I'm about to get Brody, I gotta pick Brody up. And I go to get there out of the back of the car, somebody pulls up behind me. I thought it was the person who lives across the street. I look up. Sam's pulling over me. He was like, bro, I tried to wave you. You didn't see me. I was like, I am fucking <laughs> no idea you were anywhere nearby. Brother, was like, I hogged everything. I was like, <laughs> he was like, I hogged away wave you like six times. I was like, I didn't see you once. Caitlin came outside and she like caught yeah, that. Yeah, she you for him. She was like, awesome. <laughs> I was like, I had no problem. He was like, you just sitting there stroking your beard thinking about something. Like, bro, what are you doing, bro? I'm just over here at a stop sign pondering my he life. Like, like, <laughs> I was like, I honked on him. I was, I was like, fuck him off. At first, I was like, oh, this nigga went act like you don't see him. I was like, right. I came up close to the car and all he pulls up. I'm like, bro, what the She just came outside to come meet us because I had Brody in the back seat. Oh, so she was She just walked out, yeah. She's just seen the interaction. He even see. That shit was fucking hilarious. But, you know, life goes on. I've always been, man. Living. I'm tired, bro. I am so tired. I feel that. But another day, another dollar. They keep going. Another day, another dollar. Um, Another day, another dime. Another bill. <laughs> Make sure you guys go subscribe to our TikTok. Yeah. Subscribe. Boys don't lie on TikTok. I at think, boys don't lie. I think I want to get straight to the ads so we don't have to worry about the ads later. What is it? Hold on. Is it at boys don't lie podcast? Is that right? At boys don't lie. Is it? 
I don't think there's a the. I, I always say boys don't like the podcast, but it's boys don't like podcasts. Yeah, so, so like I think it is boys don't like podcasts. I would agree. I think that's correct. I was on Apple Music trying to find our TikTok page. What are we doing? <laughs> Act like that's not happening. Pardon the potential delay. Yeah, boys don't lie podcast. This is boys don't lie. Yeah, boys don't lie podcast on TikTok. Damn, cuz. Yeah, bro. Y'all go make sure y'all tap in. Go give right. a follow. Go follow that. We're going to get into an ad break. We're going to bring you a great show for me, Samari, and Owen today. I'm going I'm to have them ecstatic, right, little bro? Right, so, right Owen? We're going to get turned today. We're going to have a good conversation. W Mans! Hour 30, per usual. And then we're out of here, all right? I have a special. Q for Quinn was started when CEO Melita Gonzalez couldn't find a pair of socks that was gentle enough for her son who suffered from eczema. When doing her research, I was shocked to find that 90% of baby's kids' socks were found to have harsh chemicals containing BPA and parabens. Therefore, I'm setting out a a creative way to make the perfect pair of socks. She wanted to make sure that they were also the safest socks. This is why every pair is made with GOTS certified organic cotton or responsibly sourced merino wool and produced in Okio Tex 100 certified facilities to ensure the absence of harmful chemicals and toxins. The small team over at Quinn strives to create basics that are healthy and comfortable, basics that are gentle on our skin and planet and our communities. Shop now at QForQuinn.com. Let's get into it, man. We're starting off today because we love Owen so much with White Love. Machine Gun Kelly says that. <laughs> Cancel his, that. Him and his girlfriend drink each other's blood. Now, I mean, I do it too. Not Cap. drink each other's blood. Cap. Cap. They have a ring that has thorns in it. I heard about that too. And when you take the ring off, Basically, it says that it signifies that it will pull a drop of blood because when you take the ring off, you should never take your ring off, but that means love hurts. So, take it off your ring means love hurts. Yeah. That and then, um, is like, hard. if somebody bleeds, or like, say, for instance, if you can't bleed, make a drop, make a fox to drink the blood off his finger. I, I quivered when I, I, my cheeks quivered and I shivered. Man. Yeah, I'm cool off yeah. all them white people activities. <laughs> WPA is finest. not sanitary, bro. WPA is finest. What do you guys think? What do you think about it, Sam? <laughs> would you Would you get a ring with your no. significant other? With <laughs> you ain't about the thorn rings, dog. No. That's the shits today. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Expect growth. All right. So whenever I'm turning forty, they're not gonna be over here like I'm gonna offer to pay you. That they're okay with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Where somebody else's parents could have kicked them out at eight for for emergencies, like I said. I just. That was, that's what was instilled in me. That's what I look to instill in my son going forward. Type shit. Yeah, just, I mean, sometimes you need help. This is what it is. Whether, whether you're, like, shit happens, you know, your car broke down and then your, your cat got sick and so now you're late on rent. Or if you were just an idiot, went and bought a PS5 for some fucking reason and then you didn't have enough money to pay. Like, obviously, 
The second one, you're probably gonna, you might get a little talking to about how to manage your money a little bit better, which I've had that talk many a times before. But they're still gonna help you out in the long run. For but sure, just keep my boss getting It's just about learning from the situation. I think that's the biggest thing. So I mean, when the growth stops, that's that's when the cutoff is. I guess is the short answer to a very long-winded segment by yours truly. So, um, MGK says that he wants to return to rap music on his next album. Machine Gun Kelly says that he wants to return to rap music for his next album during an interview with Odyssey check-in with that boy Kevin Canny. He says that basically he wants to go where Hotel Diablo went off of and try and make a new sound in rap with the rock stuff that he's doing. And, um, yeah, he says he wants to go back to rap music and stop doing the punk rock stuff. So, Sam, I want to see what you think about it first, and then we go to Al, because... I feel like as artists, uh, making music is something that is a it's it's more than just you know how you feel at the time or how people perceive it. A lot of times, just also how you really want to like deliver something. If he feels like it's time for him to deliver this message that he wants to or like concept or whatever it is he's trying to you know get off in that fashion and. By all means, you know what I'm saying? I don't necessarily know how I would feel about, like, who who would collab with him. Like, I don't... I'm not saying it would be bad collabs. I just don't know. I mean, I probably could see, like, Young Thug off the top. Because they collab a lot, but... Yeah, we're just kids. Yeah, we on this punk rock one. Oh well, yeah, because yeah. well, Thug has also stretched that boundary before. He yeah, did punk yeah. rock as well. Yeah. So yeah, but I don't know. I don't, That's the I, first I think name I'm hunting cool, after. If I'm, I sent Owen a fucking his XXL freestyle like three weeks ago, and I was like, "This is really what put me on, bro." Before I even like listened to any of the the singles on the radio wow, or whatever, which, that, which that shit was hard. Was eleven. He was, he was on eleven with Mac and Pickle and Travis and all. That's yeah. Crazy. Fuck! Oh my gosh! That was a crazy class, Big Sean. Um, we need to do that one day. Rumor podcast, like, look at some of these shits and like. Set up for a TikTok. That's pretty smart. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ranking the double XL ciphers. Yeah. No, not even the ciphers. The covers. Mm. The niggas that are on there. That's all. We do both. Yeah. Do both of them. Um. Yeah. That's a good point. What do you think about what he said? I don't know, man. Like. I feel like people have had their issues with the the flipping of genres, and now he's trying to come back. So I would, like I said, I would go after Thug as my top feature because Thug stretched the sound before. And if you get a young Thug stamp, pretty, I would say that probably goes the farthest out of any current rapper in my mind. Like for a rapper to stamp you right now, like Thug's right up there at the top, especially for like trying to make a new sound, alternative type, you know, get around. So, I still don't know how I feel about it, though. Like, I feel like bro should just stick to it. Like, you found your niche. Just yeah, like, motherfuckers love that punk rock shit. Yeah. Like, I think mm-hmm. this is why he's never really taken off. Because I feel like he gets a fan base, and he switches genres, and just ditches that fucking fan base. Because think about the rap he came out on with Wild Boy and everything, and then he went to doing the pop shit and the radio hits, and all the rap fans were like, fucking, all right, bro. Like, he did the pop he's shit for a so- while. Like, in real life, that nigga is so weird to me, bro. I'm sorry. He is. You're not wrong. He's fucking, he's a weird I was like, I don't know who the fuck you apologizing to. But, like, deadass, think about it. He came out and rap, 
Switch to the pump. The the pop. You say he's a great performer, though. He is a solid performer. He interacts with the crowd very well. I'll give you that. But performing has nothing to do with the music you put out. Though. Yeah, it. So he he goes to pop, and then he tries to come back to rap for like a year. And motherfucker's like, bro, you was just like on Ryan Seacrest top 100 songs the last 300 weeks. There's like four rap songs on that whole thing. Like you switch genres. Stay over there. So he's like, all right, well fuck that. And then you start doing the punk rock shit, and you're like, all right. I'm upset still, but this is somewhat decent. Like, and then now he's he has the punk rock basis, and there's all these everybody fucking loves the punk rock shit. And he's like, I'm gonna go back to rap. You're like, bro, you can't do this. I'll tell you that he is. You have to give him credit for being talented enough to pull off three different genres now and trying to create a fourth. Because he did, he pulled off rap, he pulled off pop, and he pulled off. Punk, in my opinion, it's pop, punk rock. I no, pop it, is like I consider what he does pop music. The punk rock shit. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's because punk rock's more mainstream. When I think pop, I think the fuck am I gonna listen to on the radio? Yeah, like, but like I'm playing his shit on the radio. His shit is on the radio. I'll yeah. give you that. But like, you remember the the features and everything that I'm talking about? Lights mm. up, chaos, all that shit. Yeah. Like all that shit. That's what I. Think what is, is punk rock? Like what is punk rock? To me, it's just artists. like... It's an artist. That's a, like, that's punk rock that you're not... That's real punk rock that you're not playing on the radio. I have no fucking idea. I took it up. That's a, that's a great That's a great question. <laughs> God damn, boy. My bad, guys. My ears hurt. <laughs> Does this shit sound like this to you? I think his shit sounds like punk rock did in like 06, 07. That's why it's so successful because mm-hmm. it cashed in on the nostalgia. Like people that grew up listening to Puddle of Mud, Green Day, Three Doors Down, like all that type, like your mom's rock bands, like Nickelback. Um, first of all, Nickelback's good. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Second of all, that's so I feel like he cashed in on the nostalgia of that because like that's what had me in a chokehold for so long. Like I would turn it on, I'm like, I feel like I'm riding in the back of my mom's trailblazer on the way home from school listening to fucking like puddle of mud. That's what this so reminds it's a nostalgic me of. Cocktail. Yeah, that's why I think he killed it so well. But then the second I figured out that that's what it was, I was like, This is not that musically impressive to me. Anymore. That tickets to my downfall did so well. But I don't really hear much about this mainstream sellout. I know he's going on tour for it though. Yeah, I haven't heard of the. I haven't. I've been trying to kind of avoid his music at this point because I feel like I'm gonna get pulled back into that nostalgia train. Nah, again. I'll never forget the day where he was in the car and you were like, "This thing sucks, bro." <laughs> Not those exact words, obviously. What do you say? <laughs> he was like, "This man sucks." Like, and he just went on a tear, and I was like, "Damn, oh, motherfucker! You just seen this motherfucker on tour? What happened?" Crime. I mean, shit happens, man. All right, next one that we got. Oh yeah, we gotta lead up where we went off. So, so, so 
Me and that boy, O'Breezy, this past Saturday, went to go see Tucker Romani, uh, Baby Santana, and um, Young Chris. First of all, how how, how, this, how was the show, in your opinion, from last week's rating to this week's? Um, wait, how was the, the, the show, the tech show? It was good, man. Um... I do think he messed up the order of the openers. I think Santana should have opened and then Chris. Because Chris came in like kind of burnt the crowd out. And then Santana didn't have that good of a crowd. Because it was so impossible to follow yeah. how, light, how light Chris was. Second of all, what a, the security at the Granada is ass. Facts. Two it's people. Really not like that. Three. No, three people. Got up on the stage and stage dived in the middle of Santana and Chris performing together. This fucking linebacker hillbilly farm boy to jump off the top. Yeah, bro. They had some 6'4", 240-pound outside linebacker, Luke Keekly-looking ass guy up onto the fucking <laughs> stage and had him dive into the crowd. I was like, bro, what is this? Like, um, Bro, tell me that young Chris don't look like Samari. He don't, so stop playing with him. Yes, he do, bro. I could see it. I wouldn't say he looks like him, but I could see the similarities. Bro, that one with Chris is hard. I don't I care. Was, I, think it was, I think it was off of a perk 30. That motherfucker was by far and away, I think, the he best He ended perf- his show saying, go ahead, say it. <laughs> he, he was like, Kansas. He said something, 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 and then he called everybody a cousin fucker, and... <laughs> Tell you what, there was a couple people that laughed. I laughed. There's a couple people that looked like they're about to rush the stage and try to kill this man <laughs> for insulting. There's a dude that we were standing by. We was right to the right of me too. I'm I fucking dying like, laughing. Lighten up. He was like, "No, that's not funny." He's talking about my state. I was like, <laughs> "Not in my state." I was like, "Bro, it could be worse. It could be Bama." <laughs> by far and away, that was the funniest shit in the world. Bro, these motherfuckers don't. He's from the DMV area. They don't know what fucking Kansas is. These are, these are, this is the last place that niggas could possibly think of. That's facts. But. It was a good show, man. Like. I'm Santana. We talked. That was cool, yeah. <laughs> you want to tell everybody how that transpired? What, the first time? Yeah, when we first saw We were just standing up in line to get to the show. And, of course, the tour buses are right there to the right of us. You see Santana, who's out here in a hoodie. I was like, it's 80 degrees, bro. What are you doing? You got hoodies and jeans on. But. <laughs> Uh, yeah, ba- <laughs> that's the funny part because that's what he yelled at him to come over. He was like, Satana is like, he fucking he told him where he went to high school yeah, and everything. Like, Real Colgan nigga. Yeah, he kept saying that too. He was like, You're from Columbus? He was like, Yeah, bro. I went to such and such middle school with you. And he was like, Oh, damn. He's like, what the fuck are you doing out here? <laughs> and I responded, what the fuck are you doing out here, bro? Like, this dude is so funny, bro. So, what happened was, if you don't know who Baby Santana is, go get familiar. He got some decent music, bro. Um, Mad DCO. We were talking or whatever, and I was talking with Elijah and Owen in the line. I was like, bro, there's a guy up here. His name is Santana. He's from Columbus. And... I think it was his homeboy. It had to be. His, it was his DJ. It was his DJ and Tekka's DJ. They had the same DJ. And he was there. And I was like, hey, bro. Tell Santana, come out here and come see me. I'm from Columbus. And he was like, I'm not from Columbus. I was like, bro, I went to Spencer. I didn't go to Spencer for people. I went to Northside for like a week. But um, 
he was like, oh, you want the Spence? And he, like, FaceTimed him, got him on the phone, talked to me. And he was like, bro, you want the Spence? He was like, wait, you look familiar. And he came out, and I was like, Santana, come over here, bro. Real Kogan nigga. Real Kogan nigga. And this nigga, Owen and Elijah are just watching me. I'm dying, bro. They're just watching me die. I was like, bro, come talk to me. And he comes over to talk to me. And then everybody in the crowd was like, what the fuck is this white is this nigga doing? Like, he just fucking got the nigga out of the tour bus to come say hi to a random person. And then we started talking for a little bit. And he was like, what school did you go to? I was like, I, I was like, I didn't go to, I was like, I didn't go to Spencer, bro. I went to Northside. I just wanted to get your attention. He was like, oh, I mean, it works. He was like, did you go to Spencer for real? I was like, no. Nah. He said, I go to Spencer now. And he was like, I was like, he knows Nick. So I told him, I was like, you know my brother. He was, um, y'all were neighbors. I told him it was like Nick, Nick's a dream, and he was like, oh shit, yeah, I know Nick. And I was like, yeah, bro. Da, 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 da. He knows Najee because he tried to slide in my sister's DMs one time. And then, um. Bag fumbled. Yeah. <laughs> Bag fumbled. <laughs> but he tried to slide in my sister's DMs. Because. And, um, we talked about that. We just laughed. That's why he started laughing. And I was like, I get a picture with you. Got a picture. Send it to both of them. Nick was going crazy. Najee was like, this nigga was in my ends. You know how girls are. <laughs> That's the DMs. only thing she cared. She saw that face. She was like. <laughs> this nigga was in my DMs. Yep. Yeah, so we talked for a little bit. And then he told me, like, he wanted to get on the podcast. So hopefully down the line we get him on the podcast. But we followed each other. So, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, I tried this detective. I really tried. I told this nigga, oh, go in there. We tried to get... It was close. We were close to talking to Tucker, but... Not close enough. Agreed. Agreed. But Tucker was a good show, man. It was a really good show. Minus the security guard spaz in front of the stage the whole time. Everybody kept pushing up. And they were like, the people in the front row can't breathe. Step back. But if you think it was easy this time to get to see Tekka, oh, I'm on it when Pierre comes. If the if the security is like this, three women, oh, I'm on it when he comes to Pierre. You hopping on stage? Oh, this big ass thing. I'm not hopping on stage. Stage dive. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back there to that tour bus. I'm like shark. What's good, bro? I gotta find out where he went to fucking high school first. <laughs> I gotta be like, bro, you told Pierre he don't know when we went to school together. What school you go to? Shit. North Peterson, fuck it, like whatever it you know, is. Me, I was the nigga that was in an Uber with y'all when we used to go back and forth to school. I'm finna get that nigga out there, bro. He's like, yeah. I don't remember you, bro, but you look so familiar. Niggas be lying like fuck. I be like, yeah. Try not to make sure they not embarrass themselves. <laughs> I be, I be, I be, but that's the shit. Is the funniest shit. Niggas be lying like hell. Niggas do not be knowing who the fuck you are, but they be going with it. Be like. Bro, you look so familiar, bro. Don't you look like that nigga? I'm not Andre, though. I'm Shay. But, bro, what's good? I ain't seen you in a minute, bro. I'm finna cap. I'm finna cap like fuck. But. This is my white associate and my other white associate. <laughs> Both of my white associates? Yeah, one of them 6'5", the other one's 5'7". <laughs> <laughs> we roll deeper out here, bro. I'm with, I'm with, I'm with, I'm with, I'm with, you gonna have us two posted up behind you too. The I'm whole time you're talking. So bad. Say his favorite Pierre along. SpongeBob, SpongeBob, my nigga Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking crying. Um, that's my guy, man. That's fucking funny. Elon Musk bought Twitter. 
not really much news behind that, but his first order of business was taking my <laughs> nigga YBN named Mears verified tag. So YBN is not verified no more. It's fucking hilarious. It's fucking dumb, bro. Uh, maybe you should be dropping trash music, nigga. Bro, bro. While we're talking about tours and shit, have you ever seen the shit that's been going on with this nigga Smoke Perp? Nah. Yeah, you haven't seen me. That shit is crazy, bro. Yeah. I, think, I think you sent me the one where it was like the the room was like almost empty and niggas started leaving. He performed new shit. Boston. You you still have it? Can you show him? It was in Boston. Um, basically, uh, yeah, I went to try to open the show or whatever, and then um, they waited outside the show for two hours and he performed like two songs in a day. Hell ass. Imagine if Tekka came in and performed two songs and just like dip like that. You probably would have liked it because you, your Crocs was hurting your feet. Hey, bro, there was numb at that point. I was just enjoying the experience. Hold on, I gotta look at this. There was one where I know people were in there and they just started leaving before he even came out. Yeah. There's another one where. Somebody threw a shoe at him and he got in a fight with somebody in the crowd. Who threw that goddamn busted <laughs> ass? Busted ass. Adidas. Adidas. <laughs> that nigga can't see out the news to save his life. Gotta be looking at this man and be like, you know what Ooh, you need, bro? Me. You need a quiet week. The baby's like, fuck that shit. <laughs> Not around here. I'm gonna go assault a man. I don't know how this nigga is what alive like. How is he not in jail? In jail. Yeah, not even alive, in jail. This motherfucker make Kodak look like he never got out of jail. The way this motherfucker would just be dodging shit. It don't make no sense. That nigga that nigga the baby too stay in trouble a lot, bruh. That nigga literally brought heard the cop call. It he was so calm, he said, Yeah, I shot him in the leg. They were like, Sir, why would you do that? He was trespassing on my property. It was like, well, is he okay? You don't hear him crying over here? He's all right. I heard him. I spared his life. I spared this man's life. Uh, just come get it off my shit. Like, he was a fucking, like an animal just laying there on the fucking ground. Crying. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this man? Crying, bro? throwing up. Then they brought out the fucking footage of him when he killed that teenager in Walmart in North Carolina. They're trying to get his case reopened. Damn. Shicey in jail for five years, but is also dropping new music. Are you guys happy for new music from Shicey this week? I mean, I obviously we know who we're getting, but um, I'm all for it. His he's been putting out solid music. Like, I mean, obviously Shicey. When was the last time his music he dropped? He was just Shicey. Last spring mm-hmm. around this time. You dropped the single with Harlow. That would be about it. Oh, the the black, the what is it? it Black SUVs. Other than that, I'm pretty sure it's just that last album. Which obviously, so from what we've seen, this one for is talented. I'm ready to see what the next what the next album holds. Yeah, I don't know. uh, I can't really for say uh, how I really feel about like on the I guess perspective of. um, his situation because there's just so many loose ends right now. Like, and yes, I mean, I guess the other people like 
where is where is going to be the incentives to go or not? Is it going to be like? Hold on. All right, listen. Um, sorry. Um, I was saying, what's going to be the incentives to be like the situation? That's what's going to be like. Make this interesting, like crafting thing to see if people are going to like new dynamic of the craft because I mean, you got the talent, the stars, but it's the, the youth, and you're still very fucking young to be able to obviously continue longevity into the shit. And you have a heavyweight co signing, you know what I'm saying? So, you got everything you need, but. What is it going to take to get there? Like, are they all saying with the incentives? I mean, like, is it going to be like nine days good time, one hundred eight days good time? You get like an hour, two hours sesh. Like, they bring the recording stuff to you. You have your time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to have to still be continuing to work on for that crap. And if they're not going to let them record and shit, I don't foresee. Probably old music. Yeah, but I'm saying like, there's going to be a time where he's going to be having like leniency to where they're going to be like, either, like letting you have freelance or like more time to like. Uh, visitation and shit. And that time they should they have the ability to be able to put in like stuff that they can get past to like the court because obviously they know that's the lifestyle that they chose, like that's their career opportunity. So like they have to make it to make money to continue for it. You made a face on the one switch you were gonna say. I was just confused on I looked at my phone for two minutes and I looked back up and I was just confused on where we went. Might be Yeah. I don't know. I I think I said this last year. I think I said this on the show last year. I was like, Pooh Shiesty would be as good as he lets himself be. I think you said that shit like last week too. Yeah. I remember you recently saying that on an episode. I said that. I said that last year for sure. Not yeah, yeah. Because I said the same thing about Big Scar. You said it multiple times. But. I don't know, man. I want the best for Shiesty, but. That nigga gotta stay out of trouble, bro. You can't, can't just go around shooting niggas. Like, I think that's a slap on the wrist. You shot a nigga, and you got, like, a lot of shots of firearms. And you shot a nigga. No, I'm saying, like, like over some weeds. Oh, like, oh, over the, yeah, like, come on, bro. They gave you a slap on the wrist, bro. Five years, three years with good, time, with good behavior. You still gotta do jail time. I feel like for like I feel like for celebrities like for you guys for regular people to go in there in jail. Somebody was like, you got five years in jail. Actually, not. Well, yeah, you, five years in jail. You're a regular person. I just want to work for you. Make them ends meet for you, your girl and your son, for your family. Same thing for him. Make ends meet for himself, right? There's not really much to lose because you're going to jail to take away time from you. But if you're on top of the world, you were just you were just getting in. The feet of your of your rapping career, five years can go by so quick, and niggas forget about you. Cause niggas only give you five years in the rap game at, at that alone, let alone two or three. So um, I don't think it was stupid, but him dropping music this week, it was so funny. Cause I took Sam's car last week to go to work, and I and I randomly just started listening to his album. I don't know what it was, but I just. But his album, I was like, I kind of miss his music. I listened to the album, and we listened to it all the way up to fucking C-Tech on Saturday. Now this motherfucker's coming out 
with the fucking album again. Complete so, shitesy season. That is weird. But hoping the best for him, man. You gotta with the will this is the way. Um a lot of new music is dropping. Before we get into our sports, we're gonna end it off with sports because we got a lot of talk about sports. Um Future's dropping this week. Have you guys seen the tracklist? Have you seen the tracklist? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna let Samari go first. See what you like about the tracklist. What song you're most you know anticipating from what you've seen? And then, um, yeah, um, it's a lot to unpack. I really don't know how to. I'm not gonna throw it out. I don't get the concept yet, and that's what's kind of boring. Like, I don't know what he's trying to convey with with this. Not really theory, but like this topic, or like this this style that he's coming about this echelon. It's is dope. It's it's really cool. Um, Kanye feature, definitely looking forward to that one. Um, he had uh, uh, the second Drake feature. Looks better. I mean, he has a Drake feature with him and Tim's. She's she has crazy vocals, but. The second one, I think it's gonna end up on the sample. Uh, yeah, back to the Dom one, I think that's gonna be a sample. That was cool. And then the, the Kodak Black feature. I mean, they all listen to music together. But I'm trying to see them even have Uzi on here. Yeah, but I think that's just because it's a vice versa thing. Like, he was on a different wavelength. But I think they'll be on Uzi shit. I've seen something. I've seen something on Twitter. Cause you know the album's name is I Never Liked You. Somebody was like that Olivia Rodrigo ass name. Nigga came up with that shit off the top of that. I was like, he probably did. Nigga was like, name the album I Never Liked You. I don't know. I'm I'm not, I'm gonna go first before Owen goes. I'm just I'm new music is new music and like it's new music leading up to to Kendrick. So I'll take it. Um. I don't think I'm, I'm excited, but I'm not as excited as everybody else is, which it's just Samari's moment. Like, I'm not really going to take anything from him because this is his favorite rapper. Like, if it was Travis, the whole world was not excited about Travis. I'd still be excited for Travis, right? But, um, I'm just not excited. I don't know what it is. Like, maybe I'll listen to it and my mind will change and I'll listen to it. I'll be like, oh, this is a really good album, but. I'm just not excited for this album. Like, new music, new music is gonna be cool, but I just feel like I hear so much from Future. Like, I I could go I, I could go a year without Future. If Future would go in hiding like he did, like he had a couple of features, but when he was when he dropped Future and Hendrix, I really didn't hear much from him whenever he dropped those albums leading up to that. So like, if you would go in hiding. And now that I'm hearing it's going to be like a double album, I'm going to get two back-to-back albums from this nigga, bruh. Yeah. <sighs> now, if it's Monster Tooth, like, it really supposed to be, bro. I'm like, bro, I, I want this nigga to fucking drop at the end of the year. You could just drop it at the end of the year. Like, motherfuckers, he did not need dropping it, like, right now, bruh. Which, Mr. Dedavious, you could do whatever you want, but... <laughs> I'm not dropping before this nigga Kendrick, bro. I just cannot, bruh. 
At least Jack Harlow knows his place. At least he knows he's gonna be here one minute and gone the next. Like the album's gonna be Yeah, album's not gonna the white people in the frats are gonna play it, but I don't know man. Kendrick can bend that still. Like motherfuckers was playing to be a butterfly five years ago. And damn. And good kid Mad City. Was all getting played five years ago. So Kendrick might mop there too. I'm kind of excited. I think I am excited for the I think it's like the tenth track with ESTG on it. I think the flow is gonna be mean there. I like ESTG a lot. Um Oh I thought you had one with Ice Bezo on here, but I guess not. I'm excited, but I do agree with you. Like from a business standpoint, like I just feel like come on, bro. Maybe it's the, it's maybe it's the hype because I do not. Besides my brother, I do not see a lot of niggas hype about this album, bro. Nobody's been talking about it or nothing. And it was kind of weird because it was like Future's like I'm gonna drop soon. The Vultures is coming. Then this week he had that tweet where he was like, "Y'all like Travis part more than y'all like mine." But FBG still going up. Southside just got us ready. Motherfucker turned around and was like, I'ma name the album. I never liked you. This the album cover. Nigga sleeping, bruh. You're not wrong. But I don't know. I'm excited for it. We'll see what happens with it. I think we can all agree. I feel like I like some songs on there, but I hope I, I hope it all is good. I hope it's a stamp. I hope it was not something that he was like, I need to drop. Cause I seen something today. It was like Future having a top. It was like Future having something. What she said, bro. I, I wanted her to tweet back at me because I wanted to talk about some of the timeline so bad. Because I was gonna have motherfuckers thinking. She said Future having one of the greatest discographies in, in hip hop should be a cold take with everything. Everything that he's dropped should be a cold take. Even the, even some of the, uh, she said the keyword, one of the best. The man has seven great projects and you can argue with some of them not even being, not even them having classic conversations. No one can convince me that Future is an elite at what he does, which I do think he's elite at what he does, but saying he has one of the best discographies, including everything, including the movie track that he did, no, I'm not saying that now. Cause like I, I I say this all the time. I feel like Young Thug has a a better discography than him, but I feel like Future has more hits. That's just me. Yeah, that's a tough one. I feel like it's one of those. Uh... So what? I just feel like the basketball type, right? Like it wasn't like like it was too many things that wasn't good. Like when I come into this. I'll take his, I'll take his like mixtapes out. Pluto 3D was like a good album. I love that album. Honest was a good album to me. I like that album. I'm not gonna say the mixtapes. DS2 is what his best album. Yeah. What a time to be alive was a good album. I don't know about Evo. Like it's a good album. It has a place for me in my heart. I don't listen to it much because it makes me mad. But like, it was a decent album. Future and Hendrix were stamps. That super slimy was just a throwaway. Like I feel like that was that one was here today and got him out. I don't have much people listening to the album. This shit was his album, bruh. This shit was not good. 
Beast Mode 2 is good. Like, the year that Beast Mode 2 dropped was actually, like, mad decent. I don't listen to that. Future and Juice World, he wanted to give Juice World the feature that he wanted on the album. That's what he wanted to do. Future Hendrix, The Wizard, I really don't listen to that as much. Personally, I'm going off of me. Save Me was a good EP. Half Life, you like that more than I like that. Damn, that Pluto and Baby Pluto shit. Throw it. And I do think that Future washed Uzi. And it's more of a... And it hurts... I feel like it hurts Pluto more than it hurts Uzi. But some people think the other way around. It feels like, at best... It feels like a Mount Rushmore situation where, like, it's not that, it's not that, at, this is at best. It's the very tippy top if you look at it from the highest optimism you can. It's not the future can't make the Mount Rushmore of discographies. It's the fact that he's probably, like, what do I always say? Like, it's not, it's not hard to pick the four people to go on your Mount Rushmore. It's hard to leave off the next four that you think of. Because you're like, that guy's on, that guy's on. Yeah, I'll put him there. And you get to the fourth one, you're like... Bro, yeah, because Future got the hits. Yeah, because you're like, the fourth one, you're like, okay, well, this guy's really good. And you're like, yeah, that'll probably be it. And you're like, oh, damn, what about him? And you're like, I didn't even think about this guy. And you do that three, four times, and now Future, I think, is that first guy that really gets cut off. The Rushmore falls Future into that, that final four. Like, but the thing that I hate about Future is that, like, I think he does with, like, with a Pierre, with, like, a... A Kanye West wish they could do and he drops so much albums because he's a trap artist so he drops so much music forgetting that this shit can water down my discography real quick like this shit can water like if Drake was to do what this nigga does every year niggas would be like why are we still like this it's gonna water down your shit because he makes so much fucking music and that's that's just testament to his work out there at the end of the day that's a testament to anybody's work out there how much money how much music you can sit there and just pour out in the studio I've heard interviews of this nigga talk and I ain't gonna lie only reason why I like Future when he gets ready to drop because it's interviews he's one of the best niggas when it comes to interviews the way he talks and like the way he always talks about the music and shit like that and I hope he has one with Zane Lowe this week but this nigga future, bro. You be dropping too much music. You gotta calm down. Well, the issue is, is that like, for it to be, to me, there's there's two kinds of good albums. When I look at like something that would be a four out of five, a nine out of ten, eight out of ten, I'm looking for two things. Like, what's the goal of the album? Is there a story that's being told? Is there something you're walking me through? Is it is it a fictional story, non-fictional? Story? Like, what is happening here? And there's other ones. It's like it's just fucking good. Like. I just put 15 songs together and they're all fucking good and it works. Or 10 of them are good and it works. You know, like... And the issue is that I feel like he takes the second route and then he puts like three or four good ones on there. Well, that's the reason why like niggas love that that DS2 mixtape era to like future history. Nigga was going over the breakup with Sierra. Nigga was putting his heart out in that music. Nigga was talking that shit. So niggas be like... Oh, let me get a motherfucking... Okay. His discography after fucking 2018... Like, his discography after 2017 does not fucking count. Like, if you're wanting to talk about Future and be like, he has some of the most classic albums, his mixtape don't count as albums. Those are not albums. We're talking about discography. 
when you look at discography, those studio albums are going to stick out. When you look at his albums, his studio albums, one album sticks out to you. It's DST. So what a time alive? What a time to be alive on there too? Would that be a studio I mean, album? Yeah, but we'll look at that because of Drake's on it. I'm gonna give him his credit for being a part of it, though. Hey, bro, 2015. Okay, we'll go. But right. still, but still, that's two. So, which better? What time? Which which one is better? DS2 or what time? Oh, DS2. So I'm saying, like, let me go look real quick. So the thing is, like, because I agree with you, like, you can't sit here and tell me that. I wouldn't say he fell off, but like his music took a his music took a step down from so the mixtape area. All of his mixtapes are his mixtapes, right? This was the EP. This was his, this, which it makes me mad, but this one was considered an album. This I'm, was a good album. That was a good ass album. Stuck. Yeah. This was a good album. This one stuck. This was an experimental album. And I feel like this was his best album. This shit was the throwaway, like collective group shit. One of his best albums that he's ever made. Behind Flow Girls, did that shit with Chris B. Went into Chris Brown's world and mastered Chris Brown's world. And then you dropped that shit. And I feel like out of all those albums, this might be the one that I'm like, okay, it's not as good as the other ones. Personally, to me though. But there's not much flaws in this nigga's discography to where I'm like... In Thug's discography? Yeah. But I, I do think that he got way more hits than that nigga Thug. 100% has way more hits than that nigga Thug. I would agree, yeah, but... What do we... Depends on how your GOAT conversation is taken. And like where? like Just which part... What, which part matters? Accolades or stats? Which... Some accolades. You know what I'm saying? Like... You know what I'm saying? What's what's more important to you as a rapper? As being good at making hits or being good at making albums? Like who what takes more talent, what takes more skill, who's better to you in the long run based off those two things? Like it just depends on how you look at the conversation. Like, you get what I'm trying like, to say? I'm not trying to bash just because I love future, but like making albums is gonna be the best quest. Because girls what you're gonna remember for. To make yourself, to make your case for the greatest rapper or yeah, but like greatest trap time, artist. I can't take it away. I can't take it away from future because when March comes around, everybody's like got a bump March Madness. Well, yeah, it's the same. I mean, that that goes with everything. Though at the same time, like Jeff Hardy's like a three-time world champ in wrestling and gets talked about way more than by most people than a guy like Ric Flair does, who has sixteen. Like you want to know why? Because that motherfucker Jeff Hardy is that motherfucker Jeff Hardy. Like, it's the same thing with future. Like. There's still fucking future. Like, we gonna get some hits. You know what I'm saying? Like, but is anybody talking about Jeff Hardy? Is the that's a theme? Like, we were talking about Atlantic goats. Those two are both Atlantic goats. But like, I don't really see much people that this nigga future can really. Well, no, I do. But I'm trying to think. I I think that this nigga future washes Gucci. A lot of people wouldn't agree with me. I think he washes Gucci. On a lot of his hits. But I would agree with you. I think I feel like when Gucci, when Future gets to Gucci's age, he's still gonna be he's still gonna be a hit maker. He's not gonna lose his touch. What's crazy is that he doesn't have to keep making music either. He just fall back on the thousands of fucking songs he's sitting on. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what I would be doing. I'm going in there, I'm making two, three songs a day. Guess what? I'm fucking I got a list. 
I got a list of like, all right, this is the this is the A this is the A tier song, and I'm finna just throw twenty of them fucking A and B tier songs together. Cause I never forget like when he was on, he was like one of the first people. So after Drake did the Beast thing, or he did the Hendrix thing, he did the Future Hendrix thing, and he did the FBG Radio. Like that nigga was talking about when you make music, he'd be like, motherfucker, we in that bitch at. 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night. We leave that bitch when we see the sun coming up. And if that, if the, the music's not done, and Seth's not ready to leave that bitch, we in this bitch to a nigga. We done with the album. And we making EPs every night. We not going in there making two, three songs. These niggas not working. But that's what I'm thinking, though. Like, motherfucker be having so much music, he be like, uh, I'm finna drop two, three albums on these niggas. No, bruh. No. You gotta be a, a lot more smart. And especially like with this now, like, I feel like, He's gotten so potent that he has such a status that like motherfuckers be thinking that he could just sit there and be like, gonna drop an album, drop the cover the week of the album, and think of the album across my head. I never liked you. He gave us way better album covers than I mean album names in this shit, but you could at least say I never liked her, nigga. We know what you're talking about. Like niggas would have been like, oh he being toxic, oh he likes to talk to shit, like huh. You have to be more thought out. Cause like I think the name at first was supposed to be Marty. That was a hard ass name. I was like Marty. That's fucking tough. Motherfucker said I never liked you. Huh? You said you said what now? You said you finna change the name to what now? Hendrix is my favorite. One of my favorite albums by that nigga. I will not. I thought you liked the magician more than you. You said you did. Said I thought you liked the magician more than you said you did. The wizard. Yeah, that's the one. I'm an idiot. I, like that I do like the magician. That album. Yeah, no, was my shit. I know, cause I just I remember when the album came out. I thought you were stuck on it for a long time. I was time. stuck on it for a minute, but then I'm like, that shit is not that good, bro. He MGK'd you. I forgot you sitting there that listening to that shit. Better. But <laughs> crying. I don't really go back to listen to it like that. I I really do go back to listen to it like that. I hated that future and Hendrick shit. I love that shit now. Mask. Jack Harlow yeah. drops. Jack Harlow drops next week as well. Oh damn! Who wins the weekend? Come home, come home. The kids miss you. Also, I want to tell niggas if y'all haven't listened, go listen to my nigga Blast album. That shit was good as fuck. Niggas need to start giving that nigga his respect. Hopefully, he's on Kendrick's album. Who's um? Huh? Who sells more next week? Future or Jack Harlow? Future finna wash this nigga, bro. Like hundred percent, no 100%. doubt. What would you do? Take the take the fucking Drake. If, if Future drops this week, but if Future drops next week, Future could have did what he did this week. This whole I'm gonna drop the album on Friday. I'm gonna come up with the cover. Oh, it's me sleeping in the car, uh, and I'm gonna drop the album cover the same day. He still would have sold more than this thing, Jack Harlow, right? I figured so. I was just curious. Like I know you thought, but like, come on. Jack Harlow got that one song, and with that one song not being on there, niggas would have still listened to this nigga Future, bro. Is he gonna put his first class gonna be on the album? Yeah, I already outsold him. <laughs> Gone. It doesn't win gold or platinum yet. Really? I am shocked by that. But the only thing it did was I talked about it on the radio. It won't. It, it peaked at number one when it first came out. Yeah, it broke Spotify's record, didn't it, for streaming in a single it's day? Not, it's not. Ain't that crazy? You could break that record and not be gold. With Spotify's records compared to everything else, it's just so easy, bro. That's why you always hear about Spotify first before you hear about anything else. That's fair. But 
He comes out next week and he has a he has a drip feature on there. Then Kendrick comes out May thirteenth. Mr. Morale and the big stepper. He's projected to sell three fifty. Bro, I want to talk about that. He's projected to sell three fifty. It's insane. I think that's a that's a, I think that's an undercut. Yeah, I was just like I feel like that's low. That's, but then then um then Adele do like five. She said six hundred. Yeah, so it was like five fifty or six fifty. She did like six. That. It was six fifty k. Yeah. But listen, 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 listen. She did six fifty k without bundles. That's crazy. The bundle she stopped in October. She dropped her album after that. That is crazy. Remember, I don't know if you guys remember, like, whenever you used to buy, like, if you buy your, your very first merch, they'd zip you the album. So I have a couple albums. Like, I have a Mene's album because I got the poster off and shit. I have a Travis album that bought shit. And the bundle would be an album sale. So, like, how many, like, clothes people would buy for you? That's how Travis did so well. So that's why I'm kind of like, I'm kind of nervous to see how he does. I think he'll sell well because everything that he's done up to this point. But like, Travis did like, I want to say like 600, 700 with the bundles. Imagine you take away those bundles. Like somebody was talking about it on TikTok. You're like, rapper shit out bundles. I think Kendrick shit, because he had the, the damn partnership with Nike. And his shit soared through the roof. It was like 700, 600 something. This nigga Drake did 600 last year after the bundle shit was over. I was like, I did not expect him to sell that much. And then you can do pre-bundle shit. So like, say for instance, you you drop your album. They drop their album in October. And they do merch for the album in April. You still get the sales for everything that you sold from that point coming up forward. That's fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, that's a bag, bro. What the fuck? Hold on, guys. I'm looking up some facts real quick. That's a fucking bag, bro. Oh, my gosh. Huh? Mm-hmm. What happened? What? So fifteen. So look at this. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred streams equals ten tracks, right? Fifteen hundred streams equals ten tracks. Ten tracks equals one album sale. Damn. So you, me, and almost probably a lot of people in this city have to stream. Future's album for him to get one album sell. That's crazy. Damn. This music business is a cruel world, boy. You're not wrong. Post Malone's also dropped in the beginning of June. 12 carat toothache. Yeah, that shit sounded hard as fuck. I ain't gonna cap. That motherfucker makes some great ass fucking. This might actually uh, intrigue me to listen to the weekend for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm watching the album roll off and shit. That's some Kanye infusion. I'm excited for that. Bro, smart to me that. I've seen the stupid already. Tell me that this nigga. That tell me this don't sound like it's gonna take over TikTok.
and the Doja Cat one. Yeah, I could definitely. The Doja part will. TikTok motherfuckers love some Doja Cat, boy. I'm finna, bro. This album might actually make me a post one fan, bro. I ain't gonna cap it. Cause I ain't gonna cap it. I'm gonna say nigga on tour again so bad, bro. That nigga is a great performer. He's one of the best performers I've ever seen. Alright, y'all ready to get to the last part of the show, man? Yeah, to to break up the show, the little intermission for you, bro. I opened Twitter on accident. Uh, my top tweet is from the new owner of Twitter, Elon Musk, and he said, next I'm going to buy back Coca-Cola and put the cocaine in that shit. Oh he said, I'm going to buy Coca-Cola and put, put the cocaine back in it. Elon Musk for president. That's all I got to say about it. I'll send it to you right now. All right. Sports? Ready? Sports? Coming up. I do want to mention one of my favorite shows is coming back. Uh, they spent $330 million per episode for season four of Stranger Things. God huh? damn. Bro. Thirty million per episode? God damn. This season better. Hey, there's two seasons back to back. Facts. <laughs> Before we get to sports, we didn't get to talk about it in smart series, so we're gonna talk about it now. We gotta get into that boy. Six nine, bro. Motherfucking antics is crazy, bro. It's a clip I want to show you guys. Is this news? Another thing that just happened this past week. Um. All right, look at this. This might be the only time I ever agreed with this nigga and was like, because oh. usually when he talk, I could be like, oh, you did it the wrong way. You did it. Oh, no, no. no, this nigga came like, this nigga came with the facts this time. I kind of was like, oh, damn, this nigga got me 
I don't know how I did not get that much buzz, but that nigga just straight. Like, one of the niggas that was there, he's from New York. Like, it says, he, like you said, Harlem is known for killing rats. Brooklyn's known for killing rats. So he said, I was walking around in the hood. I was walking around in everybody's hood. Nobody killed me. I would stand outside the niggas' hood. They wouldn't kill me. I went off the line to see if niggas was going to kill me. Nobody didn't kill me. I was supposed to come up missing three times. Nobody tried to kill me. And then he said, the nigga who's my, his girlfriend's dad is the big, big chain of command when she's supposed to kill all rats on sight. He had killed three niggas before he killed this, before he seen 6 9 This nigga was staying lay low. He was at the nigga baby shower because he went with his girl to the nigga's baby shower. This nigga said, I was sitting there. His niggas came to him and was like, bro, you good? And it was pouring him shots because it was like, bro, this nigga's right over there. You not finna do nothing? Like, this nigga's at your girl, at your baby shower. You not finna say nothing to this nigga? And they killed this nigga after the baby shower. Like, they killed this nigga on site after the baby shower because he didn't do nothing to 6 9 That's crazy. And I'm like, bro, what, nigga? You just, you just let this nigga just come in your shit? Then the other thing that happened was, so I don't know if you know, you probably know, he doesn't know, but there's this nigga named Perkyo, who's like Young Dirk's, like, oh, you know about him? There's this nigga named Perkyo, who's like Young Dirk's, like, lookalike. Hmm? Yeah. There's this young nigga, like, his name is Perkyo. He looks just like Young Dirk. And, um, Lil Dirk. And basically, the Nelk boys called him 
And he says that it's, it's like trending. That the Nug Boys called him and um, they like arranged for him to like do a show with them because they wanted to like do something like with a fake dirt or whatever like that. It was supposed to be him and the fake Drake that's been taking over, right? But what happened was this nigga 6ix9ine came there and ambushed. And so, like, a lot of people have been talking about it. Like, Lil Reese wants to kill the little nigga because he's been talking shit on the nigga. And now he's trying to get the nigga. He was on on uh, Instagram Live, like, trying to ask for this nigga's, like, information and shit. Trying to kill this nigga that looks like Dirk because he was, he feels like he was targeting Dirk. Like, talking shit about Dirk. Knowing that Dirk just showed him love. Dirk put this nigga in a video. I helped this nigga big ups. So, here's the clip. They try to say that uh, this nigga, this nigga is 6'9. Hey, once, I'm not gonna say this shit two, three times. Last one about 42. Here. Yeah, did you not hear the motherfucker whispering? Also, he's like spin back for your man, spin back for your man's shit like that. So I don't know, bro. I be thinking about that, like I talked about that with that nigga Nick last night. He just touched like a certain amount of fame that he's never experienced before, like outside of the long term that he's been rapping, bro. God forbid. But if I ever got to that point where it's like all lights are on me and shit like that and somebody in my family died, I think I wouldn't know what to do too. As much as I would want to spin back for my brother, 
or any type of my family members like what do you do They're like all lights is on you I don't know and there's this nigga that is like constantly on your ass talking to you spin back for your mans go get your lookalike it is like oh I'm finna put a R.I.P. Dirk shirt on this nigga like what do you do I really want to know what you guys do at that point what do you do at that point shirt a lookalike no if you're Dirk Cause I don't know how the fuck this nigga Dirk has kept his composure up to this point, bro. I always knew about that song where that nigga Dirk was like, "Don't reshot." What is it? Don't respond to shit with Vaughn. I'm like, fuck it. Grab the Thule up. We gonna be gone. Like, bro, I be like, bro. You can't tell me you can't pay somebody to go handle this problem for you, bro. It's just you must not be. It's too. It's it's too hard, bro. That's the reason why, like, and, and as much as it is, it's, it's, it's defensive offense. Like, 6 9 playing defense offense. Like, he knows the situation. If he had the freelance to be able to obviously just do what he might do, I feel like the situation would have been different with a lot of people in Chicago. It wouldn't just be a dirt. It would be dirt, the whole 300, go out, the whole, like, there's a bunch of little, you know, I guess, like, not really popular, but, like, you know, pretty much what I want to say inside that. You know, city. So like, it's, it's deeper than that. But like, he keep putting it so bright into the light of you know the limelight. Like, if they're works, you know, and friends on that naturally thinking obviously it's the the noble thing for unquote to do right or the the revenge factor or whatever. It's gonna get direct back to when he already has the issue. At the end of the day, like, he has too much going on. He has six, seven kids, four, five, eight moms. Like, he, he, supposed to be this label head you still have to curate to your actual label members because i mean shit being realistic you put all your fucking money in the line and got got the rest of his soul but he's gone so the rest of your artists is just now starting to curate their art like it's just so much entities like he just has to stay vigilant focus that's what i'm saying i'll be giving it it it's just you just gotta kill him with success and keep going back to your own craft because ain't ain't shit you really can do on that type of time right now but like I think it, I be giving that nigga Vaughn so much respect because everything Samari said was right. But like, oh, and imagine, bro, you have a brother, like a brother that you close, you and your brother close, and a nigga is like taunting you, bro. Every time you turn around, he telling you spit back for your dad, homie. Put put a dead shirt, or a picture of your dead homie on a nigga that looked like you that you just met to make it seem like that nigga fabricated everything to go hang out with him, bro. Like, fuck up your relationship with everything. Nigga doing everything in his power to bring you down. I would have sent somebody after him by now. If I had the resources and the money to do so, like... Because there's ways you can... Maybe not deflect the whole case, but, like, have enough reasonable doubt to be acquitted. Say, <laughs> so I walk up to Sam, so, like, that whole situation happens. Sam's my... My guy. I'm like, Sam, listen, bro. This motherfucker six nine. Can I keep getting away with this shit? I I got too much shit on my plate, too much shit on my shoulder. I need you to spin for me, and you will be compensated as such. Now, of course, everyone's like, motherfucker, they gonna draw that money right back to you. Like that shit's not gonna work. Listen, dog, I'm gonna wire you the money, do whatever you got to do, and I'm gonna pay you after, make sure you're taken care of. But here's these Jordans right now. If anybody asks you, I just paid you. $12,000 for these Jordans right here. Like, that's what this money is for. Like, give me a pair of your shoes type shit. 
Because that nigga, that nigga Cheeky was not going for it. That nigga Cheeky said that nigga laying in the travel hotel, da 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 da. Send shots now. That nigga sent three shots to that nigga hotel room. I was like, what the fuck? Exactly. That's exactly what I would have done by now. Like, you can't tell me you don't have four dudes that'll hop in a car right now and just go shoot up where the fuck he's at. Like, well, like it's tied back to you or not. Like, I'm not saying you got to be the one to walk down on and pull the trigger, but like, you can't tell me you can't do nothing, bro. Like, come on now. I'm not gonna let nobody infringe on my lifelong money, nigga. Like, and my freedom. More importantly than that, like, bro, like, deep, bro. I just, it's so much deeper. It goes at the surface, bro. At the end of the day, it's, I got too much dependent on me and what I got going on to let myself, you know, get undisciplined. On that it is it is deeper than what's on the surface. I get that. What you got next? Damn. Hey, no, somebody was on on this point. You got a point. Um, try to see. I do what Elon Musk. Talking about everything. All right, but let's get to it. Katie got swept. Does it tarnish his legacy a little bit? And how do we feel about it with him and Katie and Kyrie getting swept? No, it doesn't diminish his fucking legacy. No one playoff series will take you from an all-time great to a meh. Like nothing takes you from twelve on the All NBA list, or you get to twenty-seven. Piss. Okay, this is what I seen on first take. They were talking about it. Everybody oh, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. Not yeah. Me, but go ahead. Like, no. Does Braun missing the playoffs that diminish him? You're like. Who's the greatest player of all time? Well, at the age of 37, LeBron James missed the playoffs with Anthony Davis, who played 35 games, and Russell Westbrook, so he's not better than Michael Jordan. Like, no one is sitting there saying that. If I ask you, is Kevin Durant better than Larry Bird? No one's like, well, he would have been if he didn't get sweet by the Celtics in the first round. No one fucking cares. Let's let's stop acting like a playoffs. This is not you. This is the topic on first take. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's stupid. Yeah. Week one of the NFL season comes around. Patrick Mahomes throws a pick. He gets tipped off a linebacker's hands, picked off by whoever it is, you know, Joe Hayden. I don't know. My fit to hop on first take the next day. Like, I don't know, man. Patty's first pass of the year, man, gets picked off. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer anymore. What? Like, none of this matters. How good are you at basketball? That's the criteria. Guess what? Kevin Durant had a rough four games. Cool. Guess how many basketball games Kevin Durant's played in his life? A lot more than four. I'll tell you that much. So, is it a bad look? Yes. Is it way below your expectations? Yes. The season itself was below your expectations. You were already there. So, does it sting? Yes. Does it diminish anything long term? Fuck no. I, I don't. I, I want to go on a Tuesday. Like, I don't. Rest, rest, motherfuckers was on one with this. Well, yeah, it's the, the fan bases hate each other. I get that, but I feel like I should be on one on top of Kyrie as well. But I'm not. I don't give a fuck. I was like, okay, like, for a lot. Kyrie has his own problems, like, because Kyrie was way more arrogant about leaving than Katie was. What do you mean leaving? 
leaving the Cavaliers than uh, than KD was about leaving. The- okay, see, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that chapter shit in there. And the only reason why he got any type of like backlash is because he left them, went to the fucking Golden State Warriors, and motherfucker Russ was coming at him. LeBron didn't fucking give a fuck. Lon, he was hurt about it, moved on. The situation was completely different, in my opinion, though, because. Kyrie leaving Boston or leaving Cleveland, like who he would have had to turn around and join Golden State at that point for it to even be some type of magnitude towards it. Can we not remember this interview, bro? This motherfucker went on there and was like, "I don't give two shits. I want to be the superstar of LeBron too." Like, yeah, I should I should be the one like. Fuck Kyrie, I'm a bitch. Oh no, no, that's why I think people ride with Kyrie because he came out and he was like, "This is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. Now I'm a fucking do it. Get over it." KD was like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm join the Warriors." And Russell Westbrook's fucking watching ESPN working out and being like, "Did we just? Did I just play the first eight in the last eight years of my career with you? Do we go to the finals and play against LeBron James and Miami Heat? Do we go to the conference finals the year after that?" Do we just lose after being th- up 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals to the fucking Warriors? And not only are you, le- you leaving again, it's never been about Kevin Durant leaving. If he goes to Washington, are people upset? Yes, 110%. The, it, is, it is just like the decision, instead of going to South Beach, if that motherfucker went to Boston, we might have gotten the same reaction. How you left after the championship, correct? Yeah. Not the season after. Was it the season after? Mm-hmm. Would you rather leave, what's worth leaving on a high or leaving on a, um, a low? In the way that they did it. They was leaving you on a high because you're expecting to do the same thing again. But, I mean, you can look at it as it being a low because you already had the expectation higher than what y'all produced. I think leaving on a low is worse. Maybe, maybe leaving on a low is worse. Unless, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Now, if you bring yeah, if you bring circumstances into it, like, do I think LeBron leaving Cleveland the first time was bad? No, it needed to happen. You telling me I have I have LeBron James for six years and the best fucking player I could put him around him is Andre Sogaskis? I couldn't get anybody else to Cleveland. Well, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Kyrie leaving after a championship that he just won. Yeah, I feel like leaving on a worse note is is. Leaving on a bad note is worse. Did leave on a bad note in Cleveland? Yes. Well, yeah. I don't think. Well, okay, you didn't tell none of your teammates. Which, granted, KD did the same thing. But like, leaving on a like motherfuckers, motherfuckers like me for a year was like, we'll see how you doing for the Celtics, and then do shit. The only time that leaving there's such thing as leaving on a good note is retiring at just retiring. Or retiring after a ring, obviously, as well. Like, like Ray Lewis went on a high note. Motherfucker said, this might be the last run. Went for a wild card to the Super Bowl, won it, and he was like, I'm done. This is it. This is how I want to be remembered. This is how I'm going to go out. That's a good way to go out. Like, even winning the title, three weeks later, you're on SportsCenter, like, I want to be the superstar of my own franchise. Get me the fuck out of here. That's never going to be a good note to leave on at that point. Do y'all both feel like KD and... KD and Kyrie are both Robins, or do you think that they could be like superstars of their teams in the future? They are superstars. Like, so a lot of people have been saying that they're never going to be like. Like LeBron and Kyrie was Batman and Robin, whereas Kyrie and KD is Robin and Robin. That's what they're saying. 
this literary women maker group. They're two different interviews that I worked up together. But the reason why that they started fucking up is they changed the big guy. They changed from a triangular defense or a press, you know, push the ball offense to a fucking, uh, I'm an ISO ball. I niggas don't got James Harden no more. I can't do that shit. No, that shit never works regardless. Because I mean, no, Russ, no, Russ Bellow, and PG tried to do that shit, and it didn't work neither. Don't say that shit. It don't work traditionally. But there's times that niggas pull out. Yeah. I do think that's the last three games. I do think that's the opportunity to be gone. That's the reason why they came back. Yeah, but that's what KD chose. KD chose to play with his Warriors, with his best friend and a laid back head coach. Last, what, two games of the series? And they, well, they lost the last one. But I see somebody said they need to go get Phil Handy. I was like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Philly doing ISO ball. I mean, they have James Harden, but shit, Tyrese Maxey cooking niggas out there now. So, I mean,. It, it, it works. It just depends on the system that you're working against. And that system being shit. Boston is. defense in the league besides what? No. Not besides. Phoenix. Just the number one defense in the like, league. Bro, like, it's just, it's just, it's inevitable. That matchup was. You got to play, play some real good motherfucking offense versus a real good fucking defensive team. That's probably one of the worst matchups they could have gotten in the first round, to be honest. Who? And people were trying to make Boston. Or like, Brooklyn. Oh, KD and Kyrie were getting open and missing open shots and da da da. But they were getting double teamed. Like, no, 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 no. Look, at the end of the day, the only, like, people were trying to say, you know, Kyrie's weak from Ramadan. Da, da. No, I'm not throwing no implications and no excuses or empathizing for anything because at the end of the day, when you put your, your uniform on, you lace your sneaks up, went out there, started hooping, you already had. Entire like everything you said, you know what? I'm gonna commit to this, and you went out there and did it. You just take that out, take that out of the van, and keep pushing. Ain't got nothing else to well, talk about. Even besides the Ramadan thing, no, I'm I seen general, no, like I agree with you. I think people forget that Jalen Brown was doing Ramadan as well. Yeah, like, Jalen Brown was out there doing the same thing that Kyrie was doing. Isn't that funny? Because I did not know that until just now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't hear about it once. No, you only hear about Kyrie. About Kyrie gets seventy five media stories about it. You don't hear about nobody else doing it. And his cancer used to do it before he got because kicked out the league. Whenever mm. <laughs> I was talking about it, I was talking about it with uh, Nick, and I was looking, and it was on Twitter. Somebody was like, Jalen Brown was doing Ramadan too, like the same time that Kyrie was doing Ramadan. Yeah, he was doing the same shit. Yeah, I was more like, yeah, it's Brooklyn. I mean, it's you're gonna look back on it as a disappointment, but I agree with Sam. Like, you just gotta. I hope that they stick with it because I do think that team could be. I do say that I do think that the Celtics team is better than the Miami team. I will tell you that. I would agree with you, but again, Miami's not the one seed because they're a better team than anybody else. Miami's the one seed because they match up better. Miami may be the fourth best team in the East, but I would take them in a seven game series over anybody else in the East because of the the, the way that Eric Spoelstra runs that team. The Celtics has to go against who. Well, the Celtics are the two seed, right? Yeah, because they faced the Nets of the seven seed. So it'll be the the higher seed of whoever comes out. So whoever the three seed or the four seed is probably one of those two. Or the, because if the five six Philly wins. in Toronto is going against, which there's a there's a there's a main factor that fucking Toronto might. Be, you know, <coughs> bro, they're going to do Doc Rivers so bad if this thing gets if he loses this lead, bro. Yep. Pull up the bracket and we we can look at it. Yeah, Bucks. Yeah, Bucks just won, so the Bucks go against. What are what seed are they? The three seed? 
The Bucks are the three seed. Yeah, they play the Celtics second round. Gonna be a good matchup. Damn, they beat the fucking. They just beat the what's it called? The Bulls. Hundred sixteen and hundred. Yeah, the Bulls were. Bulls are a very good team, but struggled against top teams across the league. Like there's teams, playoff teams this year when the playoffs were set. Like, I'm scared to see what happens when, like, the thing about it is, the only reason why I feel like this Grizzlies matchup has been going the way that it goes is because. The team that the team with the Wolves is so talented, bro. Like they're a lot talented than people give them. Their, their props no, that's that's always been the Wolves thing, though. And that motherfucker, and I, I was watching last night. And there was points that I was scared because that motherfucker Carl Anthony Towns is equipped at a three point shot. He was four for four, bro. I will tell you that every single night that the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies go out there for the next two, three games, or whatever it ends up being, there is one. The most talented player on the court plays for the Timberwolves, and that's Carl Anthony Towns. That's the most talented player on that court, in my opinion. I hundred percent agree. Disagree. Yeah, we're gonna disagree. We're not gonna sit here and argue about it. We'll I take up the rest Jaw of the show. The I would say Jaw second to me, but Cats. I'd say Jaw. I'd say Cats up there, but Anthony Edwards is pretty good to me as well. As well, yeah, Anthony Edwards is three to me behind Jaw and Cat. But that the the thing is, is that. I agree. Like, I think Minnesota's finally realizing that, like, hey, we're really not that bad of a basketball team. Like, it's it's been that way for a long time. They've just never been coached well. They don't have no more. They don't have no more guys. Like, they don't have Taj Gibson on that team no more. No, because they don't have no. Oh, they have vets. They have Pat Beverly. Well, it's not even. It's not even about vets. To me, it's about it's about coaching more than anything. Because they had Kevin yeah, Garnett the whole fucking time. In the locker room just as well as with the coaches. And they don't have no, like, older role players no more. It starts with it's the coaches. It's a young roster. It is a young roster. It is. Like, it is Memphis doesn't have any fucking young guys. Either. The two, they don't have any vets either. The two seed. When people talk about these teams every time, NBA TV, TNT, but, or ESPN, they will say the battle of the young teams. I get that it's a young team. That's why Memphis is struggling. Have, they do have an older person in Pat Bev, and they do have an older person in Steven Adams. Minnesota is... Both of these two have both been to the fucking playoffs. I mean, it's not who you would fucking want, but it's somebody. Minnesota's a more talented team, I think, than Memphis is. And the reason that Memphis is struggling to Fuck deal with no. it... Fuck no. No. I would take the top three... On the Timberwolves before I take the top three on the Grizzlies. You're taking the top three on the Timberwolves or the top three on the Grizzlies? I'm taking D'Angelo Russell. I'm taking Cat. Fuck no. D'Lo, Cat, and Anthony Edwards? No, I'm not taking D'Lo. Have have you not been watching this series? D's the reason why they're losing these leads. No. Bumbuckers going out there playing like 2016 Ohio State. Nigga, no. Go back. This is not that. You don't need to be playing like this. You have Anthony Edwards and fucking Carl Anthony Towns. Play through them. You have fucking John Morant, Desmond Baines, Dylan Brooks, and God forbid, but Jaron Jackson, if he can fucking get shit figured out. No, I don't know. No. I, the top two, I can give it to you, bro. You had a fight there. But not the, no, I, don't, I don't believe in that nigga deal at all. 
You know, you supposed to have been showing me something the last two years. You have not shown me shit since you've been on that squad. That's fair. I mean, I think that's why Brooklyn's struggling in the long run, too, is, like, when you live off the contested and the tough shot, like, we all know that KD and Kyrie are bucket getters. Like, what's the number one thing that I can rely on? Motherfucker, like, leaning, fade away, two guys closing out, wide open, moving, standing, turn around, 360, knows what it doesn't matter. Like, that motherfucker's going to get his. The issue is, is if you don't, you have nothing to rely like there's it's nice to be able to hit those shots the hero ball works like you look at luca last year it works man season full of highlights that motherfucker was ridiculous it went cold on him a little bit towards the end of the year and into the playoffs guess what happened that team fell apart and that's what happened with brooklyn i think and that's why like i i was like that's why i feel like people don't give this this matchup a lot of I feel like this is the best matchup out of the playoffs right now, besides the Philly and the Toronto one. I still might give it to Memphis and But I yeah, just with that saying, because Toronto's putting up a fight. Like they're doing what they can. Memphis, they're, the they're, reason that Memphis is struggling is a lack of experience. Like because a lack of experience in the dumb shots. They're taking some dumbass shots. Yeah, and it's the same thing that's hurting the Timberwolves. The lack of experience is a team that, like, D'Lo's made the playoffs. He made the playoffs last year with Brooklyn before they shipped I'll him. I'll tell like, you this. Or two years ago. When I watched the last two minutes of the game, so I came in, I watched a little bit of the first, I had to go to work, I missed the second, watched it the third. I'm telling you this. Like, and this is what, like, whenever I was having that talk with, um, this is what, when I was having that talk with Matt this morning, and people always bring up the Luca and the jaw comparisons to me. Like I could give it to I could give it to Luca, but like motherfucker's been having to play hero ball. Like with this team, Jaw doesn't have to play hero ball, but he wants to be like LeBron all the time and like facilitate, 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 facilitate. And he wants to give it to the other people and then take an occasional dunk and an occasional layup. But then I was watching it and I'm like, bro, you've gotten to the fucking point where like my nigga. You have to start taking the ball. Like it's up to you to get them this game. And what happened? Look what happened. It was in his hands. If Jaw does not make all his free throws yesterday, they lose the game. If Jaw doesn't hit the game-winning layup, they lose the game. Like everything was on Jaw's shoulder. I literally watched Desmond Dane, Desmond Bain miss open threes. I literally watched Trey miss open threes. I would literally watch this motherfucker, Jaron Jackson Jr. Fall for the same three-point fuck-out that this motherfucker Cat kept doing. Cat literally kept going like this. And this motherfucker Desmond was like, Jerry was like, What do you mean I found out? Motherfucker, I'm not even touching him. Meanwhile, not to hurt you, but he's like, This is motherfucker's hand the whole time. You're touching him. Stop fucking touching him. Like, you're literally on this nigga the whole time. And you're telling me you're not touching him? Yeah. And they literally said it before the game. Iron Eagle said, if they want to win this game, Jaron Jackson has to stay out of foul trouble. That was the end all be all. You had to stay out of foul trouble. Motherfuckers didn't stay out of foul trouble to save his life. You got three fouls in the first half. And I'm telling you, like this tomorrow, they're going to come into that game and be like, get Jaron out first. We can get Jaron out. We're good. And then we'll work on this nigga jaw. They work around getting this nigga Jaren out and then seeing how they can get the rest of the bigs out. Because they don't have depth now. That nigga Steven Adams is out. And Xavier Tillman in this bitch. What the fuck is Xavier Tillman going to do against Cat? Crime. Yeah, I think... Also, like, picking up those mid-season old vets is good. There's plenty of people that they could have picked up right before or right after All-Star that they just left out on. But, like, I mean, that's also another thing, like, 
you lose when you when you have to upgrade the roster because shit. God forbid they have lost Mike Conley and they would kept him on that roster. They would be a great asset to have right now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I can't let him. I can't blame him for. So a lot of people don't remember. Like the Jazz made Mike Conley the highest paid player in basketball. Yeah, he was at one point. Like that was that was a headline. Literally, Utah Jazz make Mike Conley the highest paid basketball player in NBA history. That was a thing. Literally. So I can't blame Memphis for letting him walk. But I think. Minnesota has been surprised with how talented they are, and I think Pat Bev has fit in like a glove. They're just not smart, like, like well, that nigga, with that nigga. When I sent y'all that shit in the group chat, I, I hope y'all seen that, bro. I never agree with that nigga Chuck. Chuck was right. They're dumb. Like they're so talented, but they're dumb. Well, this—that's what's gonna plague this league going forward. I'll tell you that. Like, I think guys are more talented now than than they probably ever have been. But I set, I set there on draft night. And watched somebody try to tell me that Lamelo Ball needs like isn't a talented three point shooter and needs to work on his three point shooter. I'm like, no. They're like, he only shoots 25 percent from downtown. I'm like, it has nothing to do with ability. That's because that motherfucker's shot selection is terrible. Mm-hmm. Then you look at Jalen Green. You're like, Jalen Green might be one of the most talented players we've ever seen enter the league. Like right out the gate, like this motherfucker is good. The issue is. Every two nights, this motherfucker's going four for 16 because he's jacking up those leaning fadeaway threes. Like, it's not that he can't make them. It's just he's taking dumb shots. Mm-hmm. And Ant does it all the time. D'Lo does it all the time. Like, all these young players kind of struggle with that. And and that's kind of what has thrown this series off. But now, Pat Bev fits in because he's doing the same thing that Jimmy Butler is, except he's just not whipping the shit out of him in practice at all. He just can't beat him in a scrimmage like Jimmy could when he was there. But he's in there just preaching like, well, you just got to go out and play. Like, you just run around like I do. We just go out there and fucking hoop. And motherfucker's like, oh, man, this is kind of it's kind of pretty easy once you figure out how to do it. Like, I got to find this shit, bro. I got to show you this shit, bro. I've seen it. The one was Chuck was talking about. He's talking about the Chuck clip. No. They took it out. Like, I'm like... It's literally, it's quite literally so blatant. This motherfucker cat is leaning into this nigga Jaron Jackson every fucking time shooting the three. And like, this motherfucker Jaron is like, let me get in this fucking grill. And I'm like, bro, you cannot do that. They need you, bro. They literally need you. That's why I've always had my doubts about Jaron Jackson when people were like, oh, he's a star over fucking Joe. I was like, bro. This motherfucker has not played a full season yet. The full season that he has fully played and was really good at was this one, but he had Jaw to help him through it in Desmond Bain. Yep. Yeah, I'll never forget draft night that night as well when Brindo was Brindo wanted OKC to take Desmond Bain so bad and they ended up taking Poku instead. Bain went like four picks later to the Grizzlies. He was pissed. And then that next year, Desmond Bain was in Rookie of the Year conversation. I think Desmond. I think Desmond Bain is criminally underrated. Oh, he is, hundred percent. Yeah, you're not wrong about that at all. And he took some dumb shots last night, but that motherfucker is criminally underrated. I think that's the number one thing. If I'm a head coach in the NBA today, and I'm coaching young players, that is my number one preacher rule right there: is shot. Selection. I don't care about the defense. I don't care if you can take threes. I don't care if you can take them while you're leaning. I don't care if you can do a 360. I just want good shot selection. We're going to win by 40 every night. I guarantee it. Y'all motherfuckers learn how to shoot 45% from downtown. Shoot 45% from the field. Same thing with your stars. Like your dog. You have, and I think Jaw has the dog in him. He has to know when to unleash that shit, bruh. Yeah. Like, you can't get this low into a game 
And I told people I was hype about it because he got the win, but you can't get this low into a game and like rely on these motherfuckers to get you out the fucking hole every time. It just don't work like that, bro. Because Pat Beverly is coming out there and Pat Beverly is going to do this every single time because he knows he's going to piss you off. Like, you cannot let that shit happen, bro. And the fact that that nigga Pat Beverly is out here shooting threes and fucking hitting layups and shit like that should never fucking happen. No. Now, I will tell you this. I do love that team, that Timberwolves team, that they're, they're doing it good. They're trying to hold their trolls and shit like that. But they got to stop trolling so much, bro. And that's always with Cat. Y'all gotta stop trolling so much, bro. Cause I'm telling you, bro. Cat came in third quarter, went like this to the crowd, and after that, these motherfuckers went on a 22-0 run. And it was like, bro, you gotta stop trolling, bro. Just stick to focusing on trying to win this game and move the fuck on. Yeah, I feel it. I mean, it, it's like that, but bro, that nigga literally said, what did he say? They got him. He did it two times. They were like, hey, he said he got him. Now we're in our house now. We're in Memphis. We're in Minnesota now. Motherfuckers was like, oh, we're in Minnesota now? Let's go on a fucking another 22-0 run. And then everybody's looking at D-Lo, and it's D-Lo's fault because, motherfucker, you making bad passes. Motherfucker's trying to give it to Vanderbilt over here. No, nigga, give it to Cat. You see he's working this nigga, Jaron Jackson. What the fuck are we doing? Like, come on now. Like, I, I give these, I do give them props because they, they've been holding around and they have the lead for most of the game and then it gets to like the end of the fucking game and these motherfuckers are like, remember that lead we had? Time to make it competitive. For to go to the wire with the fucking talented Memphis Grizzlies who are the second seed and beat most of the teams without jaw 20 to 2. Let's go. So, yeah, let's see, let's try and uh, go against Coach of the Year Taylor Jenkins. Mess with his brain a little bit. Let's go. Let's pull Anthony Edwards in the most crucial point of the game. Let's take this nigga out and just have Patrick Beverly and uh, Cat go at it. We'll take D'Lo out too because he's been fucking up. No. Not with a stack squad like that. And then I got fucking Clarkson coming in here. Brandon Clarkson coming in here making Cat look like a bitch now. True. That series has been fun though. I, I wanted to watch fucking Philly. I love watching Philly. I'm a fucking Nick Nurse and Jason Kidd, bro. I gotta get them motherfuckers props. They are some good ass coaches, bro. But For that's sure. it from BDL, man. Make sure you guys stop into the Owen Show, top into the Mansion, Bullpen Bros, one to one, and everything in between, bro. I love you guys. Y'all wanna say anything before we get off the show? No, man. Bug going around right now. I know I got sick. My girlfriend got sick. Everybody at my job is sick. Wildfires everywhere in Kansas, man. Y'all stay safe, man. Y'all stay safe. Stay healthy. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. You know what I'm saying? Hygiene and all that. That's all I, I got. That was good. I enjoyed that. I'm going to have to start watching more. I'm telling you, bro. You got to watch that game tomorrow, bro. Because you'll see where they go. I ain't watching. Yeah. I'm watching one thing tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's the draft. I'll watch bro. our pick and go right back to it. Bro. That's fine. I'm watching the draft. It's football season. Yeah, football season. <laughs> like, like the NBA playoffs are on. I'm like, it's football season. <laughs> you like this? I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I love you. Know football is my near and dear heart. But until the beginning of September, when college football's on, bro, I'm I'm locked in on this NBA shit. So till then, guys, catch y'all later.